pretty smart ladies. Because people have opinions. This is Bullies Follies, an Angreement podcast special with Michelle and Catherine. Hello! Hello, everyone, and welcome to Bullies Follies, an Angreement special with Michelle and Catherine. And so we are in week three, part three. Fortnite three. I don't think we've decided how we're we don't know. This. We don't know when we're releasing these to you, and we're recording them out of order. We are so we are such linear, scheduled thinkers that we need you to know that this whole project is so outside of our comfort zone in so many ways. So if it has come together at all, you need to be proud of us. If you are listening to this, just stop, pause this, don't even pause it. I'm going to give a moment of silence, and you should clap aloud for us for for getting this done. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate it. Thank you that. very much. Yes, we've worked hard. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so week three, and um, as you mentioned, Michelle, this was a very short section. Sparse. And I would say, did it feel like the author was maybe frustrated that it had to be written? <laughs> like, yes. I don't feel like, and this bullshit. <laughs> Um, this, yeah, this reeked of, again, we are recapping the entire book of the Foley Grail by Vanessa theme Ament. And, um, this chapter definitely felt like homework and it felt like homework that was begrudgingly done, not happy. And that is, uh, it was about video games. Basically this section was called Foley beyond the film frame games and animation. And I would say that to be the entire section is very professional. Nothing mean is said about gaming, but after reading the just absolute enthusiasm oozing from every word in the introduction, like the history of Foley, the tone shift in this one leads me to believe that the author at least does not see Foley for video games as high as in such high regard, I would say. Yeah. This read like a Wikipedia page instead of a glowing detailed history and testament to the artistry of Foley, which is funny because um, right off the bat, she says like Foley began as a minor player in the gaming world and now is as necessary in most games as the other elements. So we said unlike film as costs get cut in film, there's less and less attention and detail and effort given to Foley. But I was surprised to learn that in video games, Foley art is only increasing. Yeah. Well, and I mean, because video games have gotten so much more intense and involved and expensive. Cinematic. Yeah. Like, they're more like movies. And, and also just so much, it's so much harder to do a video game than a film for Foley for all of it, basically for any sound recording. I was really interesting. She talked about, um, this also tells you kind of when this book was written maybe, the date she's working with, but Star Trek the game, they brought William Shatner in to do his voiceover lines for the video game of Star Trek. And they gave him these pages 
and he got this big hunk of pages and he thought it was the script for the entire game but it was only his lines because there were 25,000 lines of dialogue for him alone because so this made me think about um because we both watched the black mirror the special is it bandersnatch yeah the choose your own adventure their experimental choose your own adventure one and i think that even the creators have admitted that it just didn't turn out as well as they had imagined it and i thought it was fine like i mean i for 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 the complexity of what they were trying to do it was a good early attempt at that kind of interactive media thing right i feel much like if we pull this podcast off to even listen to it all it's good and i feel like the fact that it was a watchable narrative that functioned the way it was supposed to function was really laudable but it so if you think about the like the thing that made it not work as well as they had planned is that they were like it's just so complicated because you have to film so many versions of every single path and that's what video game you know especially like the open world video games like I was thinking about the Foley while I was thinking about something like uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild which is a gorgeous mm, game. Yeah. Um, but it's so open play that like it, I mean they were they were mentioning here that there might be like eight different sounds for a single um weapon because you know like did you hit it on something hard did you hit it on something soft did you hit it on this kind of enemy did you miss and so like if you think about every single object in the game having multiple possible interactions just even making that list of what sounds you need sounds like an overwhelming task yeah it made my head spin and even not even the sounds but like distances they talked a lot about um, usually in wild Foley of one microphone, but for this, they will set up just microphones farther and farther away. Cause right. What if Zelda's right there swinging a sword? I know it's not Zelda. I know Zelda's not the main character. Lay off Link. me people. Link. Link. Thank you. <laughs> I just watched you play the game when we were little, I didn't play it. Um, and then what if Link is you've run way over a hill and you're swishing your sword through the air yards away. It has to be quieter. It has to be a different noise. It was, it was, this is why it was so clear that the author just what didn't care because to me it was wild. And this is one of the more interesting sections. And it was so short. It was so like, and yeah, they use lots of microphones or something, whatever. <laughs> I did like the little anecdote from uh, Dan O'Connell, the Dan O'Connell in his chair. So I'm just going to read this passage. Dan O'Connell is considered a very gifted Foley artist because he can create magnificent props with whatever is around. He always surprises. When Deenan first encountered O'Connell, it was to create the sound of a gigantic and creaky ship on an ocean. The problem? There was no visual referent to which O'Connell could relate. So when he pulled out one small wooden chair, Deenan was concerned. He reminded O'Connell that this was a very big and creaky ship. The artist agreed. He understood. He said, trust me. O'Connell knew his prop and got every possible creak at every possible volume imaginable. The lesson here is twofold. A gifted and experienced artist knows how to work the prop and never assume that what something looks like is any indication of what it sounds like. That I loved. I love this idea. They talk about an animation of Foley artists just creating props to make, you know, noises that we take for granted in any animation that we think are generic, you know, you get bonked on the head and oh, or a wooga or wah, 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 I'm not going to make the sounds with my voice. But there's these like, sometimes they're simple, sometimes they're complicated, just props that they make out of stuff lying around. 
to create these noises. And it's wild. And when I will warn everyone and I've warned you, I went, I just went off a ledge. I lost it with my sounds this week and I have so much respect for Foley artists. It's so hard. I cannot wait to hear your sounds. It's so hard. But I was trying, I was trying to see where I was going wrong. I was trying to figure it out. And I found a New York Times article on Foley art from July of 2022, which is after we conceived of this podcast, I will say. Are we being Um, spied on? I think we're being spied on. But there were two really cool things. One of which is that E.T. was like jello in a pillowcase. And that's how they made the noises of E.T. Because Steven Spielberg was very specific that he wanted him to be very liquid, but not scary. So they had to figure that out. Jello in a pillowcase. Yeah. And the other thing they're talking about, like, you know, don't it's you can't make the noises. It can't don't don't get fooled by what it looks like, as you said, that it true, like really good prop Foley artists know what it will sound like and can kind of, you know, not visualize that, but auto eyes that whatever the word would be and um, sonic eyes it. The other very cool thing about that was the Foley artists for Black Panther were just walking. They just went on like a little walkabout around the studio to find things to make noises. And someone found just a weird, like crowbar-esque thing down some hallway and that, and they just hit it on something. And that's the sound of vibranium. They're just like, that will be vibranium. Before they even picked it up and did it, they knew, they knew that would be right. That is so impressive. So it's like a and, and is that something that you think Foley artists have like this innate ability to imagine what things will sound like? Or is this something that it just gets practiced? Like I, this, this career seems so specialized, not talked about much and not re- like, I just, I wonder how people find this path, right? Like, is it something you're like, right. this is just what I'm, I can understand what sounds I can make with anything I pick up. Because there it... are people who are musicians who just know. Yeah. And this seems like an offshoot or a cousin to that. But like, there's so much more visualization involved in it too. I almost wonder if it's some sort of like synesthesia where you see and hear things and that's, or like you said, you just do it for long enough, but there does seem to be some artistry to it as well. Definitely. Besides practice. And a passion, like, you know, who who's going to practice it enough to know if you don't have a passion for it that brings me to i was thinking about last time you're like this we don't have much to say about this but can we riff on this and um the end of one section i'll read this quote since we're talking about how good foley artists have to be it says when asked why it would not be easier to put sounds in a library and use them for the foley deanan leaves us with this thought this is for a video game that they needed just like you said hundreds of thousands of different noises and they made them all they folded them all they did not take them from a library so when asked why not just library them Deanan leaves us with this thought it takes more time to get it from a library it's quicker to get an artist who can do it and it sounds better and that to me is like true mastery of something it was very exciting when it's just quicker to to just create it from scratch than go and pull it and I just was trying to think is there anything in my life that's like that for me? And I wanted to ask you, is there anything you're so proficient at that like you can say that that, that would translate to your life? 
Oh, I mean, for sure. Like writing, like I, yeah. I, I can write incredibly quickly uh, to the point that I will often just be like, I'll just draft it. Like, I'm not gonna, like, I'll just, you know, like, uh, and I, I look at the little like AI robot things that are now being sold. And I've even talked to some people in my field, like in, in like the education online teaching field who are like, oh yeah, I used one of those for my blog posts. And I ended up spending so much time editing them to try to make them sound, you know, usable. And I'm like, yeah, no, that definitely, I, I'm just going to write it. Like, I'm not going to, not going to try to outsource that or even like working with somebody else to write drafts for me that I then edit, like I, it, it's not worth it to me. I think just I just write it yourself. That. What about you? Um, I think I disappointed myself today. One by my sound and two by like, I couldn't think of much of anything. I, um, one thing I thought of, and I don't know if this is a proficiency or you know, I don't go to the library. Maybe it's not laziness. It is a proficiency. But every semester that I teach, I tell myself, I'm going to do this. We're going to be efficient. And so for readings I assign, I don't like to make students buy textbooks. I usually do PDFs of various readings. And so every semester I print it out, I mark it up with all my notes, and then I file it in a filing cabinet alphabetically by author. And I tell myself, great, I did, I did that work. So next time I'll just pull that and look at my notes. But every time I'm like, nope, so much easier just to just read this whole thing. Fresh. Yep. So I guess reading. Yeah. I no, I mean, that makes sense. Yep. And I know, I know that the like 10,000 hour rule or whatever has been debunked and debated and, but like, I think that for you and me both, like, like reading and writing are the things we have spent the most time doing. So it makes sense that those would be the things we are most efficient at doing. And, and they're hard to let somebody else do for you. To I got money once for a research assistant. And I, for the life of me, I'm like, I don't know what I could give them to do that I can't do myself better. And so then I just hired a research assistant to, oh man, I just give them busy work that I didn't even need done. I actually, I have a research assistant right now that I've hired to freelance. Um, and it is, it's, it's mostly like find me articles that I can then read and do things on, like find me like, so like it's a lot of curation work or like if I need to research like a price point for something and like, so, but it is very rarely like the content and not because the person who's doing it isn't qualified or capable, but just, I, I have to do that. That's work that I have to do in order to do the next step. Like the process of doing it is part of what I need to do next. And if I gave that to somebody else, I wouldn't have that. I feel like there's a, um, the Venn diagram between someone who has mastered a skill and a control freak is just a circle, right? Yeah, that's probably true. I'll, I'll own that. Then maybe this is just me trying to justify my neuroses. But I think that as long as you can admit what you can and what you cannot control, it's okay to be a control freak. Yes. And the things I can control, I need to control. And then those other things are not my business. Yeah. Where else can you talk about your neuroses if not your own podcast right. that you have started? It may or may not ever get published. <laughs> well, I'm, we're in control of this. Michelle. This is in the circle. This is in the circle. <laughs> 
how many hours do you think we've spent um podcasting at this point are we approaching ten thousand? i don't think we're even close (laughs) (laughs) but i think we will i think this is going to go on forever i hope you all like agreement (laughs) i'm so excited for when i'm in australia that like we'll have to work out time zones it'll be i'm i'm yeah i never want to stop no this is i i plan to do this till i die Oh, you mentioned that quote that it takes more time to get it from a library. Have you done much with like sound effects and tried to search for a particular sound effect in a library? No, it's hard. Like even just, I've been making videos and even just like the, um, like I, I have the pro subscription to Canva. So I have access to their whole audio library and like, even just trying to find music, like they have them very well organized by like happy uh, and like, so it has it by like mood and then by genre of music and then by like tone. So it'll be like happy folk children or, you know, like whatever. And so I mean, like, okay, this shouldn't be that hard, but you'll click it like, oh, that would sound terrible. And so just trying to figure out, I, I can understand why it would be easier to just have somebody make a sound for you than to try to like shoehorn in this sound that was created completely out of context, like we're yeah. doing for <laughs> Right. <laughs> the exact task we have given ourselves yeah. we'll see that do you have anything else to say about this reading i, I don't I have think, much I think covered i think i think we put as much yeah exactly the recap is foley art for games is more is just as if not more important than film and it is definitely more involved there's more of it and if by some stri- strike of fortune, Vanessa theme, Amanda is ever listening to this podcast. We very much do appreciate your book. It's okay that you phoned in this chapter. Oh yeah, absolutely. I understand. There's there's your areas of expertise. We phoned in a lot of chapters. Absolutely. <laughs> So there was a quote from this about how when you have so many sounds and video game full artists have to also do most of the mixing and sound design. And it says the, the Foley artist will be made or broken by the mixer recording. And I gotta say, I think I was broken by it today. So I had a blast all day long. I took a lot of time, um, too much time really, but I had a blast today. I would say at about like 1.30 this afternoon, I was on cloud nine. I'm like, this is going to be so good. Michelle's going to be so impressed with me. Have it all figured out. I'm going to do all the sounds for the podcast till the end of time. And so I recorded, I went around my house. I recorded, at first I was going to try to make a prop. And then I got distracted and did not want to do that. And so I was thinking about like game noises, animation. I was very much thinking about how our um, our script, our drama, our narrative has a lot of robots. And as everyone knows, we're doing this in a weird order. So as I'm talking, we haven't even finished the script. We haven't made any noises really, except the ones we're sharing. And so I'm like, we're going to need some robot noises, aren't we? I should maybe get on that. And um, I went around my house and just looked at everything I thought could be a robot. And I'm like, this is going to be great. I'm going to layer them. I'm going to layer all these sounds. (laughs) 
excited. <laughs> I went around my house and every I found every single thing in my house that beeps in some way. My refrigerator, my refrigerator door, if you leave it open too long, it beeps at you. So I just stood there with the microphone until it started beeping at me. I plugged in my air fryer. I went outside and I rung my ring doorbell, confused my husband. He's like, why is the only, why did you ring the doorbell holding a microphone up to the camera? For art, for art. For artistry. And I'm like, this is so great. In fact, I was exercising this afternoon and I kept getting distracted and like getting up to record something else I saw. And then I was like, oh, but we have to give it personality. You know, like that's the art of it. And I'm like, well, what are the robots in our world sound like? And I'm like, well, it's a big box store and it's kind of the future. And I was doing a lot of metal noises. I'm like, maybe they're more plastic robots. And then I had a whole thing where I was going to make them like plastic robots. I think I recorded over 80 noises today. And then I sat down at GarageBand to put my vision together. And I just couldn't do it. I couldn't make my brain understand how to do robot noises. <laughs> it was horrible. I, I just broke down. It was so bad. Where is this file? We need this file. I know. So I feel like I've told you kind of what it's supposed to be. I guess the fun though will be, I did try layering things. Um, some things are just the sound as is. I decided I didn't want to do any like overlay effects. There's no um, filters, but some things I did pitch shift slightly or slow down or speed up. So that's the only thing, but a lot of them don't have anything done to them. So I guess the fun here will be to basically have you try to figure out what it is. Um, I also will say I have, I have like four sounds I want to share with you. And today I work so hard. You're going to listen to all four sounds. I'm going to listen to those four sounds. Absolutely. I think we should just cheat a little and say, which one do we want to say we have yeah. to include? Okay. That's so not that's cheating. One... You overachieved. Exactly. I'm, I'm trying to get, if not 10,000 hours, maybe 10,000, we're not even going to do 10,000 minutes of Foley art, 10,000 seconds of Foley art. So, okay, this is the one I am the most proud of, but it just doesn't sound like a robot. The closest I could come, I think, was just like machinery, just background well, machinery. So I did something similar, which I'll explain my process after you've heard mine. Um, but I was, as I was listening to it, I was like, this isn't fair because we're, we're an audio, like if there was a visual component, it would be yeah. more believable. So I feel like yeah. we, we're, we're climbing uphill. We're just, yeah, we started set a high bar for ourselves. So I'm just so impressed with Wally now. I just think about Wally. I'm like every word Wally got, it deserves an R2D2 Star Trek just Good job, guys. Good job, everyone. Okay, so this is the first sound. This is totally a robot noise. I buy this. Yeah, that's that's believable. 
All right. Okay. Do you want to guess? Oh, stop. Do you want to guess some of the things that are used in that? Layer? Something with like a hum, like a pretty steady, like a fan, maybe. Okay, this one I'm very proud of. That is me blowing into a bottle. <gasps> and then oh, I looped it to nice. sound to sound like electrical humming because I was not satisfied with the sound my air fryer was giving me. No, they're very nice, very nicely done. All right, I'm and then oh. the little beeps in there are I pitch shifted, I sprayed a spray bottle. Oh, like the kind of click, the click clicks. Okay, so the next one. This one is a mess. <laughs> That one was interesting. It was like a cash register ice cream truck mishmash. That um, that was me being so proud of myself that I recorded everything that in my house that beeped. And I was like, I'm gonna just like get them all to make a beep at once. And that'll be a very interesting beep. And I think if I spent maybe seven more hours, I could have gotten them all exactly lined up, but I did not want to. So that's so what I did we instead. Get ice cream truck. Yeah. All right. Now I'm listening to fail. That's not a fail. We could totally use that. Okay. I guess I'm a fail. I wanted to make, we have the robots who are like gliding around and I wanted to make their gliding noise. And I realized the only thing we need for that is like a humming. I made, I got a humming of a fridge. I got a humming of an air fryer. That's all you need. It doesn't need to be complicated. For that one, I, I sped up, I think, a bike chain. And I have sliders that I exercise with. And I just rolled them around on the ground. So maybe this is like when one's stuck or something. But that <gasps> is totally a robot. It's when noise. the robot fails or yeah. has to go over something So it's a, it's a fail for the robot, not for you. Not for me. That's the win. For, I'll take the win. And yeah, then the no. last one is just I want you... I, I was kind of proud and I think we can use this throughout. It gives me very like 80s Space Invader vibes. Right? Do you want to guess what that is? Is it like it a is, spring? Like a door, like a doorstop? That is way pitch sifted down, me just spinning my bike chain I so like all very it. analog well mine is lazy compared to yours <laughs> um lazy or sane not no there's a fine line between them <laughs> between lazy and sane. between lazy and sane <laughs> it's a it's a fine line between lazy and sanity there is michelle's noise <laughs> <laughs> all right so i'm gonna have you listen to my sound then i'll explain what it is okay Oh, that's very robot. That's very robot. I'm gonna listen to it again. Any guesses on how I made that sound? So there's, there's at the end, there's like a gong noise. That's like, like. That maybe shouldn't even be there, <laughs> but yes. I like it, but the first one's so impressive. And I'm, let me, let me think on what is that? The is did you put something in your garbage disposal? <laughs> That's a, so that sound is my son found a stick in the middle of a park and he was playing with another child 
that was just there at the park and they both found these giant sticks and were just banging on this metal pole and so I was like I came over and you know they were like oh here comes the mom to make us stop I was like no 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 keep going as I'm recording it <laughs> and then I took it I put it in garage band and I found the sound that I wanted and then layered that same sound at slightly different pieces to make the like repetitive noise of it Ooh. yeah the sound mixing did not break you good job <laughs> good job and, and I was thinking it could be like if a robot was like shooting a laser or scanning that's something. the laser yeah. I, I thought all day I was very worried today about lasers because we're not going to use any sound effects that we did not make that's the rule and I was like how do you get lasers that's a laser. That's a perfect laser noise, which probably everyone has already heard because last episode was very laser yeah, intensive. Yeah. So you're probably like, wait, just, we already heard that. But you know, this is the magic of editing. Ooh. Yeah. But we have to use it in this upcoming episode. And as we learned in the Foley Grail, it is fine to reuse a noise. It is. It's fine. We are within the craft. Yes. We're making our own library. Which is fair. And within Very our fair. roles that we Very made fair. for ourselves. Okay, so good job. I love that our brains both went to um, perhaps a little like trying to be efficient, but I'm very happy we both went to robot. And yours is yours is like wild fully. That's so cool that that was the sound your son made. And now and you should have seen them as I'm running over the. Gosh, I guess stop hitting things. I'm like, no, 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 keep going. I have to record it. And especially this other like just stranger's child is like, okay. <laughs> like, that was, my son's like, yeah, whatever. Mom's being this weird. Is, <laughs> this is what you get with my life. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it so much. Okay. And so now, hey, everyone, stay tuned. There was a big cliffhanger. What's going to happen? What is going to happen indeed? Oh, which which of my four sounds? The first one? The first one we'll use? Uh, I really like the fail sound. I have okay. a scene in mind for the first one. I think we can use one, three, and four at some point in our story. Um, in fact, I bet some of those sounds have even been heard by the time. Probably. here. Probably. But let's let's say number one is the one we have to incorporate into this story. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Number one, because that is the one I made with the most purpose. And so now, yeah, here you go. Enjoy. Without further ado, part three. Here's some story. Previously on, can I speak to the manager? Okay, I can I can do this. I'm doing this. I'm the manager now. Yeah! <laughs> High five! So the manager found out he was actually very good at middle management. He spoke with the robots, got to know them. He tried to give them things to do that they were particularly good at or interested in. All in all, things were going well. 
What the hell? Why does that robot not have a gun? Well, what is this? A uh, stairwell? Like a glowing hole of a stairwell? Then, it was just the robots. Intruder, 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 
Police Follies is brought to you by Catherine Guinness and Michelle Paranello-Cason, featuring Benton Guinness as Tim and manager, Amber Meyer as the narrator, and music was written and performed by Grant Bolmer. <laughs>